MD Burns Nash is Atlanta's management consulting solution created specifically to meet the needs of a tech startup. MD Burns Nash aims to empower tech startup executives with the skill sets needed to propel their business on the path to success. For only $499, you can get started with an in-depth pitch deck evaluation to make sure you are putting your best foot forward. Visit mdburnsnash.com slash pitch deck for more information. That's mdburnsnash.com slash pitch deck for more information. Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta tech startup scene. The Incubator is a weekly show featuring Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. Who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Willa, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to The Incubator. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Ashley Staggs. Good morning, Staggs. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you, I'm Todd? Doing, doing great. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. This is yeah. just a, yet another one of those ideas that why didn't I think mm-hmm. of this? Brilliant stuff. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Do it's you gonna exercise at all? I was just going to say, it's going to make me feel really bad because <laughs> I don't. I just like, I keep trying. I have a bunch of apps on my phone that I just never open. So it looks like you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But this is, this is one of those this things. This will make me want to do it. This is one of those it, ideas I that I think can be inspirational. Yeah, absolutely. And getting you and I off our, getting me off, off, the our couch. <laughs> off our fannies. Uh, uh, really cool stuff. We're joined today by Bobby Valentine. He's the CEO of FitRaise. Bobby, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Great for being here. Oh, it's great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. I know you're awfully busy. I think you came down from the mountains to join us, right? We so. did. We're up by Helen, up uh, in the mountains oh, wow. of Georgia. So it's we're God's kind country. of a quiet place up there. Great, great stuff. Uh, a little bit quieter and more serene than where we're hanging out right now. It so. is, but it's nice to be in the city. It absolutely you know? is. So I uh, appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, Bobby, before we get into Fit Rays and what that's all about, uh, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background. Yeah, sure. Well... My family's been in business uh, since I've grown up, really. We have a retail store up there in the mountains, kind of a tourist each store. Um, but what we do is we focus on home accessories, candles, flowers, things like that. And I've pretty much grown up in the business. And so when I was eight years old, I wasn't really selling that kind of stuff. But I realized that our store was located right in front of a field of collard greens. Mm-hmm. And every weekend, people were wondering... How can they get their hands on collard greens? So I borrowed 50 bucks from my dad, borrowed his truck, went over there, asked the farmer if I could buy some collard greens, and he sold them to me. And then for the next season, I sold collard greens out of the back of a truck. So that was kind of my first <laughs> foray into entrepreneurship, first way to first time finding a market and finding a way to fill the need in the market. And so um, from there, I went on and did a few more businesses in high school using my family's business as a base. And then through college and after college, I started in the corporate world, uh, worked at Equifax here in Atlanta for several years. And then as my parents aged, I went back and worked for them a little bit in the retail store and kind of realized, you know what, that wasn't where my passion and drive was. And so I started doing a little bit of marketing consulting. And through that marketing consulting is where I met my current uh, co-founder, Tom Vinkler. He and I worked on a project. 
And a few months after that project, out of the blue, he called me up and said, hey, you want to work on this with me? And that's where the FitRaise idea came about. Outstanding. Very cool. So what is FitRaise? Tell us about it. FitRaise is a cool peer-to-peer fundraising platform. And what we do is we enable our charity partners. Like right now, we're partnered with the American Lung Association, an organization called Fit America, to earn donations through virtual events for every mile that their supporters run, walk, or ride. So we have an app, and we also partner with uh, Fitbit and Under Armour. We've integrated with those apps so that people, while they're out exercising, they can also collect pledges for every mile that they run, walk, or ride their bike. And those pledges go directly to the charity organization. That is really, that's that's really, really, really cool. So how does it work? Do, do I say, I'm going to identify a charity that I want to raise money for, and I use your platform as a way to do that, or is there an existing relationship with a charity that you partner with? We have to have the relationship with the charity okay. because we don't want to be in charge of organizing that money and saying, okay, this person gets this money, this mm-hmm. one gets that money. So Makes we have sense. to have the relationship with the charity so that the money passes straight through. And so we're, we, we use PayPal chain payments as our um, system of payment. And so it, money goes straight from the donor's account to the charity's account. And we don't have to fool with any of it because we don't want to deal with the regulations and things like mm-hmm. that. Okay, so that's so. Where did the idea for this come about? Because oh, it's very unique. I mean, right. I've not heard of anything like this, and it, it almost sounds like Venmo for charity. But then there's the workout element in it. So, how did you right. guys get here? And so, well, what happened is we started out. The first app that we created was called Social Size, and what that was. <laughs> That what the, great. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. And, you know, there's some funny stories about that name. We can get into that later if you want to. <laughs> um, but what that was is that was people running. We, when Tom and I were talking, we realized that we like to run on the treadmill, but we hate doing it because it's kind of a solo activity. Mm-hmm. And we set it up to where people, he lives in Hungary. And so he and I could go out and we could run like a 5K against each other in real time on that through that application. And it was cool, but we didn't have the funds to get the 10, 15, 25,000 people mm-hmm. onto that to make it fun. And but so we kind of pivoted there and said, okay, we can, we have this technology. There's charity organizations that are every weekend holding a 5K in a park. And when they plan those events, they have to take months and months and months to plan the event. They have to get permits. They have to get police officers and porta potties. Those I call the three P's of the event. <laughs> and so once they get those, it's expensive to set up. I mean, if they don't have good corporate sponsors, they don't make any money mm-hmm. in those events. And then you also have weather restrictions. You have geographic restrictions. And so you can't really get too many people there to really make the event successful. And so we have this technology now that lets people come together virtually. So if we create these virtual 5Ks, it lets these charity organizations earn more money without nearly the amount of work that they were having to do. Okay, now I'm beginning to understand how the, the real power behind this. And so I could run in a, or there could be a charities doing a 5K, say in, you know, Chicago, perhaps. I could have, I could enlist people to, quote, run in that 5K with me, but they could be virtually anywhere. They can be anywhere. And, and the charity that's actually running that 5K in Chicago or wherever it is. Right. Is, is earning money from these people that are, that are partnering with me on this globally. Right. So you can challenge all of your friends and family to beat you in that event with miles or donations or how, whatever metric you want to use. What are the metrics so, can you use? Well, right now it's miles and donations. Okay. You know, but as we get more integrated with things like Under Armour and Fitbit, we could even bring in heart rate. You know, and things like that. So, uh, and time, you know, there, there's so many different th- ways with the fitness wearables market now. I mean, it's booming. They're expecting 240 million users 
on it worldwide wow. by 2019. Wow. So, I mean, the opportunities for these wearable devices, and right now, what are people doing with the wearable devices? You know, they're playing games with them. You know, they're comparing their fitness levels with other people. But by adding something like the FitRaise component, you can actually help cure cancer. You know, you can mm -hmm. help a family that's going hungry. I mean, there's all kinds of different options that you can do there. That's really neat. So I want to back up real quick. Did you say that your co-founder lives in Hungary? He does. Still does. Still does. How do you guys do that? I mean, when my, like, when our CEO is not in the office right. for an hour, I freak out because I need him. So <laughs> how, do, how do you guys manage that? We pretty much have an open line on Skype all day. Wow. So, yeah. What's the time difference? So it's about five hours. Wow. Oh, that's manageable. Of course it is. Yeah. It is. And it's actually, I like it better because we can almost work on a 24-hour cycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can start a document in Google Docs and say, get through it. And then at nine o'clock when I'm done, I can send him an email and say, okay, when you get up, finish this out. So you're taking, you've so, already taken something that was traditionally an in-person event and changed it into a virtual world. And even your structure of your company is right. very virtual. It is. That's cool. It's it really is really neat. cool. So talk about the app itself. How does it work? Yeah, it's a fitness app. I mean, people log into the app. They can see what events are going. We do things based on virtual events. And so because of, there's a fixed start and a fixed end, we can set up the payment processing for it. And so the way the donations work is that when we take the donation, we pre-approve a donor for the maximum donation because they don't know how many miles that person is going to run, walk, or ride. So the donor sets a minimum donation, a maximum donation, and that don donation per mile. And so at the end of the event, we calculate it out and then settle for either that minimum donation, a calculated amount, or that maximum donation. And so we have to have a fit, uh, a set timeline there for that event to end. And so everything is virtual event-based, so people can log into the app and see what events are going on right now. They sign up for the app. They create their own donation page, tell people how many miles they plan to complete and why they're supporting that organization. And then that creates their own donation page. Very cool. And how do you get it to your friends? I mean, do you share the app? I mean, yeah. is there a, a link for your page? I mean, how, yeah, there how is. There's okay. uh, social share links, Facebook, Twitter. Our system sends out automatic emails so that people can just send their link to people through email. We can even print out flyers with QR codes if somebody wants that. Oh, so, very yeah. cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Bobby, Staggs and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Well is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. And we're back with Bobby Valentine, CEO of FitRaise. Bobby, you guys are involved with Fit America's Ride Across America. Tell me how you got involved with that. What is it? And, you know, what are you guys going to be doing with that? Yeah, sure. First of all, Fit America is this great organization. They're a nationwide group. And what they do is they collect 
funds from major corporate sponsors. I mean, almost anybody that's a player in the sports industry sponsors them. Sports Authority, Under Armour, New Balance, Nike, Reebok, all of these great big wow. sports industries. And they provide grants to PE classes in schools. Hmm. And so they're trying to get everybody more, get start kids early with getting more fit and more active. And one of their biggest supporters is a former Speedo executive, Doug Gordon. And he is taking a sabbatical from business world for a while and is going to ride from Charleston, South Carolina in the Atlantic to somewhere in San Diego in the Pacific, one tire in each ocean. And it's about 2,700 miles. And he's going to start on February 15th. Holy moly. And FitRaise is the fundraising provider platform for that event. So people can donate to Doug in his ride for that, but they can also ride along with him. And so what's going to happen is as Doug rides into these cities where there are schools that receive the grants from Fit America, those people in those communities can get out and they can, the goal is to get those schools to accumulate 2,700 miles. So it's, and it's going to be from city to city. People are going to be joining their events and also some of the corporate sponsors are going to be doing teams. And so one other way that FitRaise works into things is as a workplace wellness component. So we know that a decrease in obesity increases productivity. It decreases costs related to absenteeism and healthcare costs. So by getting some of these corporate sponsors involved, they're not only getting more for their fundraising that they're doing, but they're also making their workplace more fit and productive. Yeah. Well, that's obviously critical. And boy, I, the more that we can do to get our kids more active. Right. I, I remember when I was in grade school, we were talking about our grade school pre-show. I mean, PE was a, it was tough. I'd bust my tail. I mean, I just don't think that's the case anymore. And, and, and so that's all good stuff. So, I mean, you, you have this alliance with Fit America. I mean, that's obviously a, a, a major partnership and a lot of amazing things happening with that. How, how does the charity connect with you? If, if, if someone's listening to this and they're going to run a 5K wherever it's going to be or they have some cancer research thing or whatever, the, whatever their cause is, do, do they call you and make application to be a partner? I mean, how does that all work? That's what we hope they'll do. Okay. You know, that, that, that's our goal. And that's been our biggest challenge is to get our message and our platform out there and through the noise. I mean, it's like any startup. Oh, sure. When you, you know, you, they want, it's the chicken and the egg problem. Yep. In order to get your foot in the door, they want to see results, but you can't really get results until you get those first few events Classic going, conundrum. right? Yep. You know, so that's, that's a problem that a lot of organizations face. And then when you're dealing with the nonprofit component, it is a long, difficult sales process because mm -hmm. you get one person sold and then they have to go sell an executive director or somebody like that. And then they have to go and sell four or five board members. And so that's, that's probably been our biggest challenge and something that we weren't really expecting coming into this was that long, drawn-out sales process. So sometimes it may take two months, three months, six months sometimes to get a deal with some of these charities. Got it. So as a user, if I open up the app, I'm ready to go run a sentence I've never said before. <laughs> um, I'm ready to go for a run. I open it up and then I can kind of scroll through the events and pick at what I want to do. Is that how it works? And right. what kind of events are on there? Right. Well, it, it's all based on running, walking, or cycling. So you don't have to I run. I can walk. You can, yes. You can, while you're walking your dog, you know, you, you can do that. So, and another cool thing is you could both sign up mm -hmm. and... You can challenge, compete against each other. Or we could create an event for Todd, an event for you. Cool. And so you could get your fans to run and you can get your fans to run and then see whose fans do the most. That's neat. 
She so. actually has a fan club. Yeah. Me, so I do. I, that's, an, that's an unfair. Uh, so that's fan not fair, club right? Of two, right. My mom and my dad. So you're. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of building on this on, on gaming as part of this, right? It, it, I think it is a big part of challenging people and and also the health component. I mean, if and one thing our app does that I don't think I brought this up before is when you're out there on your run or on your ride, you can look down at that app and see how much you're raising in real time for the charity. Oh, cool. So you might be ready to give up. You might be, you might have hit that fitness wall and say, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But then you look down and you say, oh, if I go another half mile, I'll earn another $12 for this charity. I think that would be and neat so, for kids, yeah. I bet, to do with your kids for them to be able to see how much money they're raising. Because I know, you know, when we would do that when we were kids, you're filling up the like, giant thermometer Thermometer, right? yeah and kids are really motivated by seeing action so i think that would be neat to do like grab your family and get out there and have your kids watch the the money tick up well you know this idea i really strive to do ten thousand steps a day Mm -hmm. and when i look down and i'm at 9700 i'll pace around the apartment right for 10 (laughs) minutes until i get there i bet the same thing happens right if your goal is 500 dollars and you're at 477 dollars you're you're gonna go out yeah yeah Yeah, i can i can push a little harder That's cool. I, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the the pivot and when you guys did that. What Talking to the startup folks that listen to this, was that a difficult decision to make to, to do the pivot? And, you know, what did that kind of feel like as a company when you went through that exercise? It's hard to admit you're wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yep. It, it, yep. it's hard. You have this gut and you're going 100 miles an hour at this thing that you think, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to work. And then you realize, eh, not so much, right? you know, <laughs> and so, and, and it's not really because the idea is flawed or the technology is flawed. It's because of a lack of resources in most cases. And so the reason we did our pivot and our name change, the name change thing went from social size to fit raise because on the first day of our incubator experience, we got in there and they said, we can't pronounce that name. We can't say the name. We hate the name. Let me Sounds just like size. Yeah. <laughs> right. On behalf of radio hosts right. everywhere. To introduce you as fit raise is a lot better than right. social size. Right, right. Yeah. exactly. If I'm even saying that right. Yeah, you weren't even saying that right. So there, <laughs> there we go. Social size. Right, and that, that proves the point right yeah. there. And so that was probably our fa- first failure. But once we realized that we didn't have the resources to go that route, we said, okay, well, we can leverage the charities because once we get them signed up, they bring with them our users. So because we they already have a big network of people Mm -hmm. on social media in their email newsletters and that already support them and know them. We don't have to sell them, you know, on the consumer base. So that's why we went to this model. And then now as we get our user base grown, it opens up the other areas that we want to go into. So it was difficult, but it's all, you get used to it. You get used to (laughs) it. You get over it and you move forward. You can't, I mean, this is business is going to humble you. Yeah. I mean, you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't be, one of these people that says it's my way or the highway, it's this or nothing. You have to change at some point. Yeah. And you are currently bootstrapping, but there is an eye yeah. down the road towards <clears throat> raising some capital. There is. Talk, tell there us is. more about that. Well, I mean, and the thing is, the key is traction. I mean, we all know that traction is what brings the money in. And so, and through our investor network that's already invested in us through the seed round, through Angel List, and through the old incubator program, we have people that say once we reach certain numbers, they're going to come back to us and we'll be able to start that next round of funding. Got it, got it. I want to hear more about the API integrations with Fitbit and Under Armour. That's, that's, yeah, that, that's huge for that's us cool. because, you know, if you're a dedicated fitness person, you have your favorite apps. 
I mean, you have a lot of people like, with Under Armour in particular. They have Map My Run, Map My Ride, and Map My Fitness, and a few other things. They just launched some new things out at CES uh, last month. And so you want to be where the people are, no matter what business you're in. You want to be where your target is. And if we're targeting fit people, we want to be able to use the apps that they're using mm -hmm. and without them having to open up a new platform or do anything like that. So by integrating something like Under Armour, it gets us those hardcore runners, those hardcore cyclists that are really interested in their metrics, interested in looking at what their splits are, things like that. But they can still use that same data for that same ride or run to raise money for charity. And now Fitbit, on the other hand, is more towards the more casual market because the, a lot of people that wear the Fitbits aren't quite so into the fitness level that many, many other people are. And so they're the biggest player in the game right now. And so by integrating with them, it opens up to millions of different users. I think, I think the potential there is really exciting too. I mean, because I, I think what, what we'll be doing with wearables in a couple of years' time will be dramatically different than what right. we're doing now. And I think... These wearables, there's plenty of, of wearables now that provide you a bunch of data, but most of us, pointing at myself, don't know what to do <laughs> right. with that data, you know? And so as, as it gets more actionable and says, hey, don't eat that, right. that Oreo right now, it's bad. <laughs> I can sense, I mean, I think this is all going to, when this rising tide will lift all the boats, including make, make people really appreciate what you're doing. Right. And like, like I said earlier, the fitness devices now that we have, the apps that we have now, they're great at showing that data. But like you said, what do you do with that data? Well, we're providing one thing you can do with that data. You yep. can use that data to help hungry people. You know, you can save, save pets. I mean, whatever your cause may be, get your charity on board with us and then you can go out and you can support them with your fitness miles. And that's the thing is that you guys have to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with the charities that are in the app, which I think is important for users to know that their money is not just going willy-nilly to right. something that, you know, is questionable. It's not going to Nigeria. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, right. you know that your money is being directly given right. to those charities. So how can, you know, if, if somebody wants to talk to their charity about it, what's kind of What's the selling point? So if they want to go and use their relationship to try to get them on here, what are really the things that for charities are, are really beneficial about using this? Yeah. Well, especially on like the health center charities, they all pretty much agree that the more fit and healthy people are, the more the, the diseases are cured. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing that our platform helps. It helps getting people out there and getting people more fit and healthy. The other thing is it frees up staff because they're not having to plan a 5K or a road race or an event or something like that. All they have to do is send out some emails. We even write up the emails for them sometimes. You oh, know, wow. We do the templates and things like that. So it frees people up to focus more on their mission and not so much on the funding aspect. And finally, it gets them access to Fitbit. It gets them access to Under Armour apps. So by signing up with us, they have access to those millions of people that are using those apps. Mm -hmm. And they can do it in a new and innovative way to raise money. Well, I think also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there now can be global participation in their local charity, right? right? Mm -hmm. That's right. I mean, people around the world right. can participate mm -hmm. in something happening in Michigan. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a lot, like if somebody's on a track team, or, you know, 4-H club or what, whatever it may be here in Georgia, grandma and grandpa in California can get their whole circle of friends out supporting this. Mm -hmm. Or Ashley's fan club. Right, exactly. <laughs> so Both of them. Talk, <laughs> talk to me about the, the technology itself. I mean, are you reading a, a, a Hackers 101 book at night coding? Or I mean, talk about the team and how you're nope. developing the actual technology. Uh, we have a CTO on our team. Um, he's also based in Hungary. 
you know um so um sensing a theme right here. that's right that's right yeah <laughs> and um so he's he's got a lot of experience in developing and coding and so he's kind of our main driver right now of the technology got it that's cool yep. so do you guys how do you want to expand the staff i know that kind of depends on money and that kind right. of thing as money comes in we see our biggest need in kind of the sales marketing arena mm -hmm. uh, more so than the tech right now um, we've got a good handle on the technology but as far as the um, sales and marketing go that's where I mean, you you know how it is. You need somebody full time on social media. Yeah. Uh, and, yep. and we and we don't quite get social media. I mean, it's something that you know it's fun to look at and stuff. But as far as the actual diving deep and doing the things that need to be done, mm -hmm. that's not our skill set mm -hmm. right now. So that'd probably be our first hire. My Got advice it. as a marketer is to hire someone under the age of twenty five. Right. That's what I've always, my interns were always way better equipped to do it than I was. No, they're just more comfortable. They're, they've grown up with that technology. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. second nature to them. So mm -hmm. is there a day, I, I know I asked this earlier, but I'm gonna, I want you to change your answer because I want to, do you envision down the road once the, once the, the platform is built and solid and, and you've built out these modules, I, can, where I can create my own fundraising event instead of having aligned myself with an existing charity? I mean, is that something you're thinking it's about? It's something that's in the plans. Okay. You good. know, so you're probably familiar with GoFundMe. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, where people can set up a fundraiser for just about anything. We'd right. like to do that eventually. But right now, we want to focus mainly on that core group of charities that we can certify because we don't have the staff to go see if every story oh, I get it. I get it. is true. Yeah. And we don't want our users to find out a year down the road. I think there was a story just here recently in Atlanta, north of Atlanta, where a lady was faking her cancer disease to get money. Mm. And, you know, we don't want that type of thing to happen. Right. So that's why right. we're only dealing with the certified official charities. Right that makes now. all the sense in the right. world. I get it. I, I, in, in my job, the, the short term plan is, well, let's get some of these charities involved right. and get them in. Because, as you said, one of your biggest struggles is the lack of awareness. Right of these charities knowing that you exist. Like I'm running on 5K in, in April. It's in Chicago and it starts at the lake and we'll end up, we finish the race in Wrigley Field. Right. I would love That's to cool. build, and obviously that is a fundraising for right. Cubs charities, uh -huh. whatever. And so there's a whole, but I would love to have my own thing and raise money for, saving animals or something, right. you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'm excited to know that's a, that's in the long-term vision. Right. So yeah, but if there's a charity that you really support, tell get, them, get, tell them to yeah. call us. That's how yeah. you can help them. Yep. That's right. Get them yeah, linked we, up with yep, you right. That's right. That's right. And then now if you're running that 5K while you're out there doing your miles and miles and miles of training, we can set up events for that too. Well, you know, and like a charity event that want, doesn't want to lose the camaraderie that's forged during one of those big events, we can do a pre-event challenge where people use their training miles to raise additional money for the charity. And then on event day, they get special sticker on their bibs. They get a special mm -hmm. access to a perk tent or something like that. So there's all kinds of different ways to use this platform. Well, and the, the real beauty of your model is I can run this 5K. My wife and I will run this 5K for in Chicago, but I can be supporting someone else's racing event mm -hmm. elsewhere right. and running with them. Right. You can be yeah. supporting the Fit America event. Right. Or something exactly. like that. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking if you have a cause that's kind of near and dear to your heart, but in Atlanta, there's only one annual 5K for XYZ cause. This is a way for you to be able to really be involved with your cause without waiting for the annual run where you live, you know, that would be, I think that's pretty interesting. Well, another idea for you is right now it's running, walking, cycling, right? Right. 
couch sitting. That right. way, Ashley That's can right. really. So how many consecutive hours? That's right. How many can hours? I sit on my right. sofa when and it's raise not money? snowing. Listen, right. I'll get my miles walking to and from the refrigerator. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, what should we look forward to next? What's What's the next big thing coming out of FitRaise? Well, the next big thing is hopefully this Fit America event. Yeah. You know, that's the big thing that's coming up over the next few months, and that's going to be a two month event. We're just we're putting everything into that event right Got now. It. And so after that, we're going, we're looking at Q3 and getting our workplace wellness platform out there. And so that's going to be pretty cool when that comes Mm -hmm. out. And then down the road, we have a fitness rewards module and a fitness certification module that we'd like to add to it too. So the rewards would be right after your run, um, you get a notification from, you know, GNC or some other sponsor that says, hey, good job. Here's $5 off your next purchase or Dunkin' Donuts. Can I get a donut? Yeah, 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 or Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) And then the fitness certification thing is also a way that we can connect brands to fit people. So through our app, we can know that so-and-so runs 20 miles a week. Well, this brand might want to target people that run 20 miles a week. So we'll be able to certify that. GNC. He clearly doesn't know about you and I. Right. (laughs) Awesome stuff. Well, Bobby, this is uh, this is great stuff. We look forward to uh, seeing how you guys uh, parlay this Fit America partnership into something big, and and I think this is the future. How people are going to, I guess, monetize exercise. That's right. And and do really good things with it and serve good causes. Good stuff. Well, uh, as you know, Bobby, uh, the incubator is made possible by Wella, so it's time for the Wella question of the week. So that is, what is the best piece of financial advice? you have ever given or received? I think that goes back to my dad. He was a banker. And Uh, so um, years and years ago, he said, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. (laughs) That is very sound advice. (laughs) How different would the world be? How different would our politics be? How different would everything be if uh, we followed that? That's right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. If you can't pay for it, don't buy it. Uh Mm. So profound. All right. Bobby, before we let you go, how can people contact you should they have questions and learn more about FitRaise? You can go to our website, fitraise.com. See us on Twitter at FitRaise or email me directly, bobby at fitraise.com. Okay. So uh, is there a place on the website where a charity can make there application? Is. Okay. There is. All right. So if you're interested in partnering with FitRaise, you just go to fitraise.com. All right. Bobby Valentine, CEO of FitRaise, Great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Uh, so did we. All right. All the time we have for today, again, on behalf of our guest, Bobby Valentine, my co-host, Ashley Staggs. I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next week on The Incubator. You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus, and made possible by Wella helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.